Hello everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Horror Countdown Podcast. I'm your host, Donna Nelly, and thank you so much for joining me here tonight. So, what I wanted to do here is I wanted to take the time and give you just a brief little introduction episode to um, what the rest of the, the podcast is going to be about. Um, just basically introduce myself and, uh, you know, kind of get, lay a little foundation and grounding for what's going to happen and, you know, where I'm going to take the show and all that kind of stuff. So, if uh, you've been following the show previously on social media or, you know, me and, you know, my other previous shows and stuff like that, you know that um, the show is basically going to be a countdown show, as uh, the title suggests. Uh, it's basically going to be a top 10 show where I gather a guest, we come up with a topic, and do a top 10 countdown on it. And, you know, we're going to change themes up. We're going to do different themes. We're going to do different uh, topics. We're going to, you know, sometimes do variations on the same topic. Uh, you know, I can't say for, you know, what we've got coming up, but we're going to have, you know, we're probably going to be doing various slashers that are going to be maybe somewhat similar lists or have various werewolf films or do, you know, we're going to do like a whole bunch of different things and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm really looking forward to uh, where we're going to take this and uh, all the various different topics and guests that I have, uh, uh, you know, that are going to come on and talk to me about this. So um, that's the uh, general gist of the show where we're going to start off with. Um, basically, it's, uh, you know, going to be releasing soon. We're going to have a couple of uh, episodes to get you going. So uh, what we're going to be doing on the show, and, um, you know, that's going to be the, uh, the the general setup. But uh, what we're also going to be doing is... Uh, we're going to do franchise retrospectives. We're going to do director retrospectives. Uh, you know, top 10, you know, director f- countdowns, top 10, you know, franchises, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, you know, decades, year-end lists, all, all sorts of things. Um, basically, what we're, you know, it's all going to be with me and a different guest. So, uh, you know, I'm always welcome to have somebody else come on, uh, you know, as long as you come up with a fun topic, I'm interested. So, um, with that out of the way, uh, you know, like I said, this is uh, the first episode. Although, if you've noticed on your players right now, you notice that this isn't episode one. This is episode zero. And uh, the reason for that is that I, I don't consider this an actual countdown. Um, we're not doing that on, uh, you know, this episode here. We're going to be just doing a, you know, brief little introduction on me, get a little background on where I come from, all my different, uh, I'm not going to go too deep into everything, you know, I'm I'm definitely interested, but we'll talk about that at a later time. I just wanted to uh, get a brief little intro on where I am, where I, you know, came from as a horror fan, why I'm doing this now, you know, those kinds of questions, and, uh, Maybe I'll give you a little top 10 just as a little sneak preview, but um, I'll, I'll think about that um, for later on. So, f- 
for those that are kind of new to me and my circle and are just, you know, interested in where I come from, um, I can't say that I follow a lot of uh, traditional genre paths. Uh, I'm not the kind of person that was the usual path into being a horror fan that um, I assume most horror fans have uh, growing up. I wasn't raised um, around horror films. Um, my parents are adamantly against them. They never were fans. They always hated the idea of just films about people killing each other and just, you know, being cruel and vicious and, you know, not only, you know, the the human stuff, but all the, like, you know, werewolves and vampires just ripping people to pieces and, you know, ghosts just trying to kill people and all of that, you know, what I assume a lot of people like actually about it. Um, a lot of it was sort of not necessarily turned off, but just not ne- not given a whole lot of um, positive reinforcement as to um, me wanting to get into it. But unfortunately, I was always at the age where none of that was ever really... A, it, it never really attracted me to it. It was actually more of a reinforcement as to why I shouldn't be doing it because I unfortunately grew up with parents that were not they weren't strict or anything but they were always just on me about where I you know being the you know a good person being you know a kind and generous you know kid and thoughtful and respectful and stuff like that so it was always considered more of a it was more like kind of like a gray area, especially when I started watching films in general, about watching films that were specifically about killing people and torturing them and mutilating them and, you know, splaying their guts all over the place and all that good stuff. So when I grew up, it was always kind of, you know, you wanted to be family friendly and you wanted to have that kind of engagement with with the films that I was watching. So horror films and like you know really kind of like violent action films or sci-fi or all of any of those kinds of things were frowned upon but they weren't never really like exclusively like like I couldn't do anything about it they were just I didn't have any interest in them they never appealed to me so I never really got any urge to get into them and it wasn't until I was pretty much right around my teens like 13 14ish and I, I started realizing, you know, I'd been watching movies for a while. It, you know, none of it was affecting me. I wasn't, you know, turning out to be a psychopath. I wasn't becoming this, you know, kind of, I, I guess I'm trying to say, like, you know, I wasn't, you know, the kind of person that they were warned, warning me that I was going to turn into. Um, I was still, you know, the same kind of, you know, thoughtful, generous, and per- kind person that they had raised me to be I just was starting to get more and more interested in violence and gore and all of the you know more over the top and extreme stuff so I started searching horror out and I started getting into um, trying to check the films out and seeing what they were about and that was really kind of where I developed an interest in the genre and from watching, you know, some of the earlier stuff, um, I remember specifically watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre as, like, the first legitimate horror film um, I ever saw. That was 
I, I, I can't say it was a fun experience, but it was one that it was kind of like gave me an idea of what horror was about. And then, uh, you know, watching, you know, other kind of stuff like, you know, Friday the 13th and Halloween and Scream and Candyman and some of like the other films that were coming out in like the late 90s, early 2000s. It started making more and more sense and making me feel more at ease with watching um, horror films and, you know, going deeper into the underground and watching, you know, like the more violence and extreme exploitation kind of stuff that I, I kind of enjoy now. So it to me, I've always said that I kind of developed into a horror fan simply as a way of testing my tolerance for the subject matter accidentally and then finding good films and then backtracking to saying, okay, let's check out what every, what this is about. And from there, that turned me into a horror fan, the kind of horror fan that I am today, where uh, for those that don't know me, I, I will legitimately watch anything. And I mean, I will legitimately watch anything. Um, I've seen, you know, everything from what could be considered snuff films to full-on torture porn, gore, you know, sleazy exploitation, you know, Nazi exploitation, nun-sploitation, cannibal films, in all the, you know, over-the-top violent gore films, you know, from the 70s and 80s. But then I'm also a huge fan of uh, schlock and cheese and just, you know, goofy, silly sci-fi channel originals like uh, anybody that knows me knows that I'm a massive Sharknado fan so don't be surprised if they pop up sooner rather than later on uh, one of these shows um, you know I, I, I love Italian horror uh, I'm a huge massive fan of giallos and zombie films and a lot of their murder mysteries and uh, all kinds of other genre fare like Fulci and Argento and Lindsay and Martino and various other directors and movements and scenes that, you know, came out of Europe and, you know, like in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, Mario Bava, you know, just because I forgot to mention him, but, you know, his work as well. Um, even, you know, working, you know, working as I do um, as a writer for a website known as Asian Movie Pulse. I've developed a very big interest and fascination with Asian cinema and seeing a lot of what goes on over there from a lot of the wild and over-the-top uh, Japanese splatter comedies to Hong Kong possession films and hopping vampires and Filipino creature features and all kinds of just, you know, Taiwanese and South Korean ghost films and just all sorts of various films from like around the world and various different time time you know places and, and stuff like that so i like i say I, it, I i legitimately say that i do watch anything um i i don't necessarily have anything that i would consider as like a go-to um per se just basically as long as it looks fun, I have the means to, you know, get to it, and it's something that I can actually, I can actually acquire. I'm usually invested, but I, I don't necessarily have anything in terms of, like, a go-to thing that would basically, you know, like, occupy all of my time. So, you know, I, I'm down for anything. I'm interested in just about everything that the genre has to offer. Um, there's 
very little that would turn me off. Um, you know, there's still a few films that I, I do feel kind of not necessarily against watching, but they're those that I, I kind of just have to be just like in the strictest mood, like, all right, I've got to watch this, you know, it. I have to do this, there's no other way around it, sort of just bite the bullet and do it kind of a mentality, so... Yeah, uh, I, I do necess- don't necessarily have a lot of um, waking interest in uh, exploitation or the you know the jungle cannibal films as like a recreational thing, even though I I do like them. But basically, uh, I, I do enjoy indie films. I do enjoy you know watching theatrical stuff. I do enjoy watching you know stuff made in your backyard. Uh, you know, I, I, I do watch it and I, I will legitimately give it an honest chance, um, which I don't know if there's a lot of people out there that would really say that, but I, I'm one of them. I, you know, that is me and that's basically who I am as like a genre fan. Like I, I do love any, I do love everything. Um, I do give everything an honest, legitimate chance, uh, some work better for me than others. A lot of, you know, times um, I'm basically interested in it just because I like the style and the approach of it. So, like I said, I'm a huge sci-fi fan. Any killer shark movie or cheesy creature feature, sign me up. Um, my interest in Italian horror basically gives me free reign to watch, you know, any giallo, any, you know, European crime film or any of those kind of just under-the-radar genre films that... You can't necessarily pinpoint or pigeonhole into anything, but there's, you know, there's just something about them that I can watch and just enjoy, you know, anytime. But um, I don't want to get too rambling here. Uh, I kind of feel like even though this is still like the first episode, I'm still kind of like finding my footing with this. So um, I'm basically just going to, uh, you know, cap it there and. If you have any questions or anything like that, you know, shoot me a message. I'm happy to answer anything, uh, you know, respond either on the show or privately if ever you want to do that. Uh, but um, I think that should be a pretty good idea of where I am in my mentality when it comes to these kind of films. So uh, for the rest of the episode, I figure I'll just give you a, a brief little um, top 10 nuggets. Uh, a brief little, like, condensed version of my top ten, you know, even though this isn't um, an official episode, we'll still do a countdown uh, top ten of sorts, which is uh, my top ten favorite films of all time. I'm not going to go too in-depth with them. Uh, there is a plan that I have which may involve talking about these at some point um, sooner rather than later, but... Um, we'll just uh, play that by ear and hopefully um, things will work out. But uh, as of right now, I figure uh, we'll go ahead and do a uh, brief countdown. So at number 10, um, these are, like I said, my favorite all-time films um, ever made. Uh, Horror specifically, of course. Um, Number 10 is Torso from uh, Sergio Martino. Basically a... uh, Schoolgirl is uh, killed in front of a, uh, that, that she's not killed in front of, but she's uh, basically killed by a masked assailant, and her best friends are worried that you know the killer is gonna strike them next, so they head off to a uh, 
reach mountainside retreat out from the countryside to, you know, forget their troubles and basically let the police handle what's going on. You know, it's just like a small little break from their studies, only to realize that the killer has followed them there and is basically taking them out one by one. Um, an absolutely fantastic giallo. I love everything about what this does. Fantastic kills, absolutely impeccable atmosphere, a great setup, uh, a slasher aesthetic to a lot of the stalking scenes. Um, I, I basically consider it a, a, a mer- an intermediate point between Giallo and slasher. So um, if you can pick it up, definitely do so. It is fantastic. Number nine is uh, Mario Bava's Black Sunday. So in this one, a woman is uh, sentenced to death for being a witch. And hundreds of years later, she is reincarnated as a spirit that is bent on wreaking havoc on the descendants of the people who originally originally killed her, which includes possessing her ancestral spirit. Not her, her, her spirit possesses the ancestor that is a carbon copy identical twin of hers with different color hair. Absolutely fantastic gothic horror. Um, I, I cannot imagine, I cannot stress enough how good this movie looks. Flawless visuals, just a chilling atmosphere, a fantastic plot, tons of fun, great, you know, just European gothic sensibilities. And Mario Bava, um, Barbara Steele, just fantastic work. I, I absolutely love it. Number eight is um, probably one that I'm not going to spend too much time on. Um, I figure most of you should know this one, um, especially if you're listening to the show. Um, Evil Dead, uh, the original version, the 1981 or 82 version. Uh, I'm still one of those where I, I still don't know the actual year of release. Um, I've always just said 81 just because that's sort of what uh, Sam Raimi tends to go by, but uh, anyways, um, for the few of you that don't know, a group of teens head out to a cabin in the woods just to party and relax and have fun for a weekend, and inadvertently find a book that summons spirits from the, this, this ancient realm and just possesses and terrorizes them one by one. Um, I mean, what can be said about this? Uh, just a absolutely fantastic film. Tons of atmosphere, tons of dread. Some of the few jump scares that still work on me to this day. Um, I I absolutely love this film. Um, I I I know that a lot of people tend to prefer the others in the series, but I I just I love the ferocity and the viciousness of the original. It it works on me on so many levels, and I'm just a massive fan of that film. All right, number seven is a kind of an oddball choice, but um, it just it works for me. Um, it is Peter Jackson's Dead Alive. I love this movie. Um, it is just bonkers, bizarre, over the top fun. Uh, tons of gore, great zombie work. Um, if you haven't seen it, it uh, concerns a young man who lives in uh, 1950. 7 or 58 I, I don't remember the exact year but um, it, late 1950s New Zealand 
and he discovers that his mother has contracted this virus from a rat, um, this rat monkey found in a remote island in the South Pacific from a, from a local zoo, and is basically turning into this ravenous, monstrous zombie that infects everyone that she comes into contact with. And he has to try to keep her from getting out into the community and wreaking havoc while dealing with this relationship that he's trying to start with this young woman who's become infatuated with him. Just goofy, bizarre. Uh, this film is just hysterical. Um, I laugh continuously at this. It's so much fun. It's so gory and over the top. I, I absolutely cannot say enough good things about this one. It's so much fun. And number six is Dario Argento's Suspiria. Um, and I have to keep reminding myself to do that because because of the uh, remake from a few years ago. But um, I just I, I just adore the original. Um, for, you know, if you've seen the remake but aren't aware of the original, they're pretty similar. Basically, a uh, dancer is given a chance to study at a prestigious school in Europe. Um, I think the, or- the original switches, they switch locations. The original, it's the um, Academy in Germany. In the uh, remake, I think it's Italy, but uh, don't quote me on that because I'm not a huge fan of the original, so I, of the remake, so I don't know a lot of the details. But um, she goes to arrive at the school and uh, basically, basically begins to suspect that the teachers and other students there are practitioners of witchcraft and has to, you know, stay alive, basically. Uh, I, I will admit this one took me a while to warm up to, but I, I am so glad I did. Uh, just fantastic fever dream logic. Yes, nothing makes sense, but it doesn't, it's not supposed to. It's supernatural. It's witchcraft. They're you know they're not bound by the laws of normal physics and as soon as I realized that the film worked for me and you know there's some fantastic setups here there's absolutely brutal death scenes tons of atmosphere and I'm the style and this is absolutely amazing just everything on here looks like a painting just come to life and uh, I'm not usually that kind of a person but it it works for me, and uh, it, it's a film that grows on me on repeat doing. So, uh, number six would be Suspiria from Dario Argento. Number five is uh, John Carpenter's version of The Thing. Again, another film that I kind of feel kind of disgusted about saying which version it is, but I, I know a lot of people would probably have assumed which one I meant just by saying The Thing, but... Um, Carpenter's version, uh, it just fantastic. Um, basically, a uh, research team in the Antarctic discovers a strange craft inside of this block of ice from a nearby research center that um, is absolutely devastated, and bring it back to them to their base, where they realize that the beast inside the craft is a mutation that is an alien mutation that assimilates other life forms into copies of it into uh, assimilates them itself into other copies and runs wreaks havoc throughout the facility um just fantastic the dread and the sense of paranoia in this is just jaw-dropping the special effects work to show all the various transformations and mutations and alien beings in here just 
absolutely immaculate. I just cannot get enough of that stuff. One of the best jump scares ever in the history of mankind, and the finale is just the perfect way to conclude this. I love the way it ends. It's so much better than every, than what it should be recognized as, and I absolutely love the film. So, um, number five is re, uh, is uh, the thing. Number four would be Reanimator. Uh, another film that I don't know if a lot of people would really know. I know, I know a lot of people would know it, but um, it's kind of um, an oddball choice, I suspect. Uh, so basically, two uh, scientists at a research facility decide to start playing around with one of them. One of their no- one of the doctors has uh, developed this formula that enables him to reanimate dead. And basically, they start playing around with it, and a zombie outbreak occurs, and uh, things get wild from there. Ah, this is just so much fun. Um, the epitome of just a good time. You can take it seriously. You can, you know, just have a fun, you know, fun with the setups and the outrageous scenarios that are presented here. But it, it's a fun time all around. The, you know, again, the gore is amazing. There's just a ton of practical effects in here that are fantastic, and the way that it develops from seeing their relationship unfold the way it does is just a ton. Just a ton of fun, and I have so much. It's it's so much fun, and I love the film. One of uh, my favorite discoveries of uh, the past few years, because it took me a while actually to realize the film, and uh, found it uh, for sale on uh, Arrow Video for um, one of their Black Friday dis- Black Friday bargain sales, and uh, I am so glad I discovered this because this was a recent. Um, recent discovery of a few years ago and it wowed me this much that uh, it's uh, number four for me all time. So number three is another unconventional pick. Um, I suspect the remaining three are, but number three is Tenebrae from Dario Argento. So uh, in this one, a uh, mystery writer is uh, brought to your, um, Italy to uh, promote his latest book which just so happens to coincide with the string of murders that are being committed based on the killings in his latest novel. And he and his detective try to figure out the, the identity of the killer before it's too late and he strikes everybody around him. Again, another sort of slasher giallo hybrid, although this one is uh, decidedly more of a giallo. Um, giallos, uh, for those that don't know, are... Italian murder mysteries that um, they forged um, into GL- into slasher films. Um, there's a lot of influence taken from uh, both uh, both parties, and uh, they're basically really similar, especially giallo films in the 70s. Um, that they started developing a lot more uh, more of like a body count kind of an approach, where a mystery is set up, and then strangely you want. You wanted to discover the identity of the killer before they attacked and killed everyone around them. So uh, you, you have a fantastic setup already here with the novelist and the way that he gets involved in them into the ongoing investigation. Just absolutely fantastic uh, stalking scenes here. Some of the most brutal kills in the genre. 
I love this film. Um, a fantastic twist at the end, even that kind of takes you by surprise the first time. I I I love this movie. Um, I I highly recommend it. It's probably I one of the first giallos I would recommend people to watch. Um, like I said, the slasher aesthetic kind of gives it a little easier leeway to get into, but by and large, this is a great first entry and one that I, I really recommend a lot of people would have uh, a great time with. Number two, like I said, kind of uh, an unconventional choice, but Lucio Fulci's The Beyond. Um, uh, I know that this is kind of a little more of an out there choice uh, for some people, but um, basically a, a woman arrives at a, a hotel in uh, New Orleans uh, to di- when she discovers that she has inherited the hotel from her family. Um, her mother has uh, just recently deceased and she's now the new owner. And she decides to start renovating it. But unfortunately, a series of calamities on the various crew members and workers that she's hired uh, sort of prompt her into looking into the history of what what happened there and uh, all sorts of occult happening, all sorts of, like, you know, rituals and sacrifices and murders and all sorts of stuff that happened at the hotel in the past has basically allowed it to become a portal to hell. And uh, eventually transpires that there's a zombie plague unleashed upon the upon the land. So kind of a uh, various mishmash of genres. You have supernatural. You have you know occult. You have you know it it lean. There's tendencies towards a haunted house film at the very beginning, and then the finale is a full-on zombie massacre. And this is just an absolute blast. Uh, the style in this is just immaculate. The the sense of tension and dread throughout here is just amazing. There's some of the best set pieces I've ever seen in this kind of a genre. You know, the haunted house approach allows it to be just immensely chilling and creepy in the first half, and then you switch gears and it becomes this investigative occult mystery kind of an approach in the middle, and then you know, you're taken into this zombie massacre in this hospital at the end, and, you know, gore's flying all over the place. There's just tons of tension and suspense, and it, it, it's an amazing film. I, I I really recommend people try to watch it. it. It's definitely worthwhile, and one of the most underrated films I've ever seen. Um, I, I really, really cannot recommend it enough. However, the one that I would probably recommend the most is, um, you know, number one, uh, my all-time favorite film, which is another Lucio Fulci film, but this one is Zombie, or as some would probably know it, Zombie 2. And this one, a uh, woman basically looking for a sign of uh, contact from her missing father ends up discovering that he was last seen on this small island in the Caribbean and enlists a reporter to help her track him down where they eventually stumble upon another couple in the area to, you know, the the other couple in the area that are on vacation and they all come together to find out that the island where he was, the father was missing is home of a scientist who's looking to cure a voodoo outbreak that has uh, ravaged the island and has basically allowed the dead to come back to life. 
I, I know it's a lot more simplistic than that kind of convoluted setup, but it is just it is just amazing. I fell in love with this the first time I saw it, and it, it still holds me to this day. I, again, much like with Beyond, just an, an immaculate atmosphere here, just the wet Caribbean, the sense of dread and paranoia that emerges when they realize that, you know, things are getting out of hand and there's no way out. Just amazing gore. Uh, some of the best, most juiciest kills ever. Absolutely fantastic zombie makeup. Um, I would probably venture to say that this, these are the best looking zombies ever created on screen. Tons of action, an amazing score. E everything about this movie just works for me. An amazing ending, an amazing setup. Every, this movie just is amazing and I cannot cannot get enough of it. Um, I used to watch it religiously every year for several years until I wore my copy out and it took me a while to replace it, but yeah, th this movie is just fantastic. I I absolutely adore the movie and I absolutely hope more people get to watch it because it is it is my, you know, like I said, my personal favorite horror film of all time. So uh, I guess uh, that would kind of wrap up where we're uh, at for to now. Um, like I said, I just wanted to do a, a brief little intro about me, do a little intro about the show and where we're going, and uh, give you a little something about me. So, um, yeah, I guess uh, that'll be it for now. Um, if you want, uh, stay tuned. We're going to be releasing um, the true episodes, um, I should say, Episode 1, um, which uh, ba you should be able to find uh, pretty soon. Or if you're hearing this after I release it, um, you know, check out the rest of the episodes, I guess. Um, you, you know, subscribe to uh, the show on all various catchers or podcast apps of your choice and uh, see where the uh, journey takes us. So uh, for that, uh, we'll turn off and, uh, you know... Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for uh, letting me ramble um, as much as I have. This is easily the uh, longest I've ever talked on uh, one of these kinds of shows without interrupting myself. So thank you for that. Um, you can check out all of our various social media links. All of them are in the uh, description below. But um, for those of you wondering, there's a Facebook page for the show, um, Horror Countdown Pod. We also have a group that you can come in and join. Um, you know, you're free to post whatever you want as long as it remains uh, horror and, uh, you know, you're, everybody's treated, you know, the same way. You know, be kind, be courteous, be respectful, all that kind of thing. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Um, there's a Twitter for the show called Horror Countdown, which uh, is, you know, like I said, linked below. And I, I haven't gone through the trouble of uh, setting up an Instagram. I don't know if the show really needs it, so um, I'm just posting on my own um, Instagram feed. Uh, you know, Donna Nelly, um, one word on Instagram. You should find it pretty easily, but um, yeah. Uh, that uh, will wrap up everything for now. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening, and... We will see you next time with a new list for you all to check out because it's not about who's right or wrong. It's not about changing your opinions. It's about celebrating our love of the genre and counting them off one selection at a time. Good night. <laughs>